Welcome back to Coast Coast Dynasty, episode number 17. I am Ruben Amana at Superfix DJ. And I am Justin Mercer at C2C Dynasty Merce. And today we have a guest with us. Our guest today is Scott Sidlow. Welcome, Scott. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Uh, I remember when you guys started this podcast way back when, and now here we are cruising along. You guys are are well into this journey. Yeah, it's uh, been, oh, God. We started in the middle of summer, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. We're uh, probably not as consistent as we'd like to be, like every week, but life happens, and uh, we try to get in there, you know, every at least every two weeks kind of deal. So, yeah, it's like uh, we were talking before the show here. Uh, it's been about 10, 12 days since we had our last episode. So some of the stuff that we've had on our little show sheets kind of a little outdated, but it's okay. We'll uh, adjust. We adjust on the fly here. Um, you know, one of the things we talked about is like our time zone differences kind of deal. Mm-hmm. We're, we're covering the whole the whole United States today, it feels like. But uh, yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about where you're at, Scott, and where we can find you and, and your work and stuff. Because uh, we met you, both of us met you in the... Uh, dynasty and chill uh patreon we've been yeah that's right yeah so i'm in a, a handful of chats like that um i've been doing dynasty now for um almost almost 10 years uh as a portfolio player now in my my fourth season uh, i'm at scott underscore silo on twitter i'm mostly just retweet smart people i do do say some dumb things occasionally so uh, if you want to laugh at me there um then you can hear me uh thursday nights at 8.30 Central Time, 9.30 East Coast, and uh, 6.30 on the left coast, and that is uh, Dynasty Junkies. Uh, we are part of the yeah, network there with all Russ Fisher and the Trade Addicts pod and all that group of guys, and uh, just a, a fun group of dudes. We all um, have podcasts pretty much every night of the week, and we're all in chats, and that's how I ended up meeting you guys and some of the other great folks, Scott Connor and all them. And so I had a long relationship with these guys. And uh, so, yeah, man, um, happy to be here. I appreciate you guys having me. Um, you, you two are some of the ones that uh, answer most of the questions I have when I, when I'm looking for some help with some things. So it's, it's cool to, to jump on here with you guys. I consider you guys, uh, you know, as, as much of experts as anyone that I know. So I appreciate your input. Ah, well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, very know. kind. Very kind. Um, in my industry, we always consider an expert that you for anybody you bring out of from out of town that's at least fifty miles away, so they become an expert. <laughs> that's so right. um, that's right. I'm from I'm more than fifty miles away from your home, so I guess I can be considered an expert in that in that aspect. Qualified, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, we're glad to have you on. You've always had a lot of. Uh, good insight in the in in the chats when we're in there and uh and- yeah i've heard a few of your uh podcasts because you would guest uh host for the trade addicts as well and i yes. think that's that's the first time that i uh had the pleasure of uh hearing you you were actually quite a quite quite a regular there for a while um yeah and i i know that uh you are a portfolio player similar to ruben and i and you know we're going to get into some of that discussion um here shortly but the other thing i wanted to ask you um, in regards to like your your time in Dynasty, you said uh, four years as a portfolio player, but you've been playing Dynasty longer than that, or what's I guess what's the history there? Because that's the first yeah. time I heard that from you. Yeah, 2014 was uh, my first like Dynasty league. Um, you know, essentially, if we look back on it now, we would probably just qualify it as like a large keeper league in today's terms. You know, it was like 15 
guys that we carried over from year to year. So, I mean, not not in technically a true dynasty league in the way that, you know, we, we play them today. Um, but that at that time, I mean, that was pretty much the only thing that I knew as far as, you know, having that, you know, they're sure there were keeper leagues, maybe two, three keepers, but carrying over 15 guys is the core of your team. I mean, for the most part, it's going to be that yep. way. It was a rookie draft, you know. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't really, though, until like 2018, 2019. I got so bored with redraft just being, you know, in 10, 12 leagues every year, getting frustrated where I had really good teams and you just have that bad luck. And it's like, well, okay, half the league's already not paying attention because, you know, their players got hurt or whatever. They're out of it. Like, there's got to be another way. Like, you know, what about like rookies? What about next year? What can I do? And then that's when I, I thought to my dynasty league and I go, maybe there's even crazier dynasty leagues. Yeah. Like, let me, let me go look into that. And I mean, it didn't take me but a year to go from, uh, you know, three or four dynasty leagues to, you know, 40. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, you know, as a similar story to most, right. You, you get in one and then it exponentially grows every year. Right. <laughs> and then I think we all had that, uh, that COVID bump where you got into just oh, yeah. so many startups oh, yes. uh, during that time where we were all stuck at home. So, well, what else was there to do? I mean, that was the best part. I mean, one of the funnest <laughs> things we have about this is drafting, right? That's what we love is drafting. That's why everybody loves the redraft is you get to draft, right? So that's what we, we enjoyed during that COVID time was like something to, to do was that. But so you, you're you in, like I have a similar story too. Like I started Dynasty in 2015, 2016, uh, a couple of leagues here. I kind of upgraded one at a time kind of deal. But then COVID kind of hit and I was like, oh, I'm just going to start all these leagues now and be a commissioner. I want this league like this. So I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to make a 14 team start 13 because that's real fucking bright. And uh <laughs> And so, um, yeah, but, um, did you say you're in 40 right now? Is that where your what your number's at? Uh, yeah, it's actually 46 total. Um, so you can round up to 50 with a couple of the keeper leagues I'm still in. Um, you know, the other, the other parts of that is, uh, you know, when I started playing, I was 21 and, you know, when you're in college or when you're young, it's, it's easy to get your group of friends together. For a couple hours and do a draft and that's how we yes. always did it you know my home yep. league was together for you know 20 years and this was the the first year we didn't do it it's because now we're just all spread throughout the country and we all have different careers and time zones and kids and all that it's just impossible to get together i feel like dynasty is actually less of a commitment just from the standpoint of like hey we can do a rookie draft from anywhere anytime with everybody being involved in a slow draft so um you know people think that it's that I spend a lot of time. I mean, I do spend a lot of time, but not necessarily comparatively to like a redraft league. I spent way more time uh, league per league on redraft leagues than, than I do on dynasty, which is, seems counterintuitive, but it's, it's really not. So that's, it's, really it's a lot of waiver wires activity in, yeah. in redraft, yeah. right? Because like your team, I mean, if we're playing dynasty, right, you're going to get a handful of waiver players, but not very sure. many in a given season. It's like every week you're probably, targeting one or two players it's really your only option to improve you don't have rookie picks you may have guys that don't trade or don't really know how to trade or whatever so yeah i mean you don't have much of a choice right and so there's just no kind of there's no i mean there's just no trading in in redraft comparatively right right? like the guy that's out of it what's his incentive to trade him trade you know the guy that's one and eight what's his incentive to trade he's just not going to check in he's like 
I don't give a shit. I'll just show up next year and draft again kind of deal. So yeah, totally agree. That's kind of why I went to the dynasty because I love trade. I also grew up with like Tech Mobile and all those things, just changing my franchises and Madden and do that. So yes. this is like literally if Jim Ursay is looking for a uh, GM <laughs> off the streets, I'm your guy. Dude. That's like my dream gig. Like obviously the head coach off the street works. Maybe the GM off the street works too. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, so far, so good, right? So far, so good. Um, but yeah, so, um, so that's, a, that's a kind of little history about all of us there, what we're doing. So the new topic of the, of the world right now is your Chicago bears and your quarterback who is now, I mean, is he a top seven QB in dynasty? I think Justin thinks he is. I don't know if he is for me yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, it's, it's been quite, a leap, right? I mean, because let's be honest, five weeks ago, everybody was out on fields. It, that's how that's how quickly it's changed. I I mean, I had I had a, a league where I I was offered Deontay Johnson for Sky Moore and a 24 first, and I didn't want to give up the first, so I offered fields for Deontay straight up and he declined it. He declined oh, no it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, sometimes the best trades are the ones yes. that don't well, have Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. And yep. like, I'm like, geez. Cause he, I knew the guy was Ohio, an Ohio state fan. I figured it was a slam dunk and he rejected it. I'm like, what? You should so, ask him now. Go ask him now and say, Hey, you remember that trade? Would you do that one today? <laughs> oh, because I, I won't. would. Because yeah, I no. won't. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I want to get, I, you know, I want to get Scott's. I, I put on the show sheet kind of like what I feel are the top three tiers. Now, I said top seven QB, but really it's real. It, is he now in the top three tiers? And I kind of listed them out there. I mean, what are your thoughts? Because you, I mean, it's your team. You've seen the coaching adjustments. You've seen the play. And obviously the fan, fantasy points have been there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so let's, you know, if we, if we take a step back, we could say, okay, most fans, you know, fan is short for fanatic, right? It's irrational. It's emotional. It's uh, we generally don't view our teams the same as we view other teams. You know um, I I've, I've, uh, I've aged, I've matured in this world and I I've kind of tried to see things from uh, you know, from different lens and, I, I maybe go the other way sometimes too far just because I know the organization and I know how much they don't care, how much they don't care about the players or the city and things like that just really, really piss me off. And so no one likes them. Okay. Like you got to understand here in Chicagoland, they are not liked. The ownership is not, I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, the owner has a facility. Okay, uh, a world class facility. Well, it's actually not world class because it's the Bears and they're cheap. Um, but think about this: Would you ever see Mark Cuban like working out at a Lifetime Fitness? No, he he owns the Dallas Mavericks. He's working out with you know world class fitness program and equipment and all that stuff, right? Um, but yet yeah, that's how it is for the Bears. Uh, you have this guy going and literally working out at Lifetime, and it's like, how hated are you that you can't even go in your own facility? right? You can't even face your own players, you know? And it's just, that's, that's where that kind of comes from. So we, we know what this organization breeds and it breeds, you know, the opposite of success. And so 
that doesn't mean we can't have good players. It doesn't mean we can't have some success. You know, we've seen it throughout the years. There's been, there's been some guys. Um, they were really trying to save fields from taking a beating. Okay. That was really the main thing. We're like, well, why is all of a sudden he running? It's, it's, they were just trying for him not to get killed because they know they're not winning anything this year. So you can kind of respect that at least from the coaching staff saying, yeah, Hey, we're not trying to get our guy killed. But at the end of the day, it just, everybody became so restless that they just had to say, all right, just go out there and play, just do your thing, man. And now we're just really seeing what he's capable of because not only is he an incredible runner, but he can, he can make some good throws too. So, I mean, you can see the potential that's there. And then if you look at, you know, what some of the Josh Allen's and Jalen Hurts have done uh, once they get some weapons around him, but, how much confidence do you have that they're going to add the right weapons? We just traded a, an early second for Chase Claypool. Like I didn't, I don't know, man. I don't even, I don't even like that trade. So I don't know, man. We get, we're going to have to add some. We need to keep building that line. We need to add some more weapons. Cole Komet is a nice player. He's uh, he grew up 20 minutes from me. Um, you know, he's a high school legend here. He's he's a great player. Um, so yeah, there's weapons. There's promise. Um, and I think we're starting to, we're, we're now, we kind of passed that threshold so quickly of that trade example you just gave, right? It's yeah. like, we just went from, we don't even know if we want to buy low on this guy to like, now I don't even know, can you buy him? Right? It's, it's wild. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Claypool, I'm wearing my Claypool jersey for your sake today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was like, I, yeah, I, him I, and his I, one point, whatever points I, yesterday. Yeah. yeah I know. Right. Goodness, Super right. helpful yesterday. It's Super not helpful. for this year. I mean, the trade's not for this year, but yeah. You know, no, it's yeah. longer term. I think it gives them an added weapon. But yeah, I mean, that kind of, for me, uh, you know, it, it leads in what you were saying about the ownership the bears have the most salary cap by far available for next year. It's like, and I, I looked it up. It's 110.8 million projected, right? Are they going to spend it? Cause I know that the owners are not like billionaires, like most NFL owners. Do you think they spend it all? Well, so here's what's happening that I don't know nationally how much of this you guys know. Like if you follow the NFL, you probably hear these things, but um we have a, I live out in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. Okay. I'm probably about 45 minutes from the city, depending on traffic. Right. Um, and here in Chicagoland, we say everything in time, not in miles. I have no idea how many miles. Okay. We just figure we just figure time. So it's like 45 minutes. So anyway, there's a, there's a, a large, a very large town, a small city, I guess, in between Chicago and where I live called Arlington Heights. There is a big uh, race track there, um, horse racing. Okay. It's called Arlington. And that that's been for sale for years. The bears have always talked about buying it. They've always talked about, Oh, we're going to buy that. That'll be our practice facility, or we're going to build a stadium there or whatever. And they've always done these things because they needed leverage with the city to be able to get things done. The current uh, mayor absolutely hates football and hates the bears. And so she's been unwilling to work with them on doing anything. Um, so what they're doing now is they're working with the NFL came out with a committee that actually helps teams build stadiums. Okay. They did this in LA. Uh, they did it in Dallas. Um, they actually have a committee that will help you do the plans, set everything up and do all this. So that's what they've been doing here in a, in the city of Arlington Heights um, to build this team. So they're trying to leverage this and everybody thinks, Oh, they're moving there. They're definitely moving there. They're, they're leaving Chicago, all this stuff. It's been a whole thing here. 
But the main reason they're doing it is because they're preparing to sell the team and they want to give a new ownership group the potential or the options of having that facility, all the income, all the opportunities that comes with that. And the reason they're not doing anything or saying anything right now is because Virginia McCaskey, who owns the team, vowed that she would never sell it. Okay. But she's like 172. Yeah. I've so seen her she, in the box. She's yeah. going anytime, literally any day she can go here. So once she goes, the kids have zero interest. Like I said, they hate the city. They don't care about the team. They're going to sell. And so they're, they're putting all these plans in place. So that is the, what the cause for local excitement here. The fact of just like what we saw with the Blackhawks, just like what we saw with the Cubs, as soon as those teams sold to somebody that was committed to the city, committed to the team, come in, world-class facilities, lots of money, assigned free agents, all that, that's coming down the pipeline for the Chicago Bears. That's coming at some point here. Uh, is it, you know, two years? Maybe not. It could be five, seven years. It, it could be a while. So is it during Justin Fields' time? I don't, I don't know. But that is kind of the excitement that we're looking for here and uh, hoping that we get an ownership group that's going to come in and, and put all that money into the team. And so if, if you have a young quarterback like this and then you can start implementing all that, uh, now, now we're going to make some noise and, and really do something special. It's just how fast does that happen? Yeah, so they're they're trying to make their books look good. You know, when you're when you're selling a company, you're you're getting trying to get as much debt off your books, get all that stuff. So make the book make the books look good, and you look more attractive. Exactly. But let's just any of these teams that sell, they're going to sell for billions and billions. I mean, the the, the Broncos just sold for what was it five billion or something like that. Five, I yeah, mean, when five, when yeah. Washington sells, that that franchise is going to sell for seven billion dollars, if if not more. I mean, the, so the because the, these things they just print money. It doesn't matter how much you sell, they they continue to print money and and it's chicago i mean it's got to be the fourth or fifth largest market in the entire nfl it's like the fact that you know they uh they aren't uh better aren't out there signing you know more free agents and i mean you got to figure people want to go there um just for the marketability Um, yeah you you get you get once i mean we i mean the 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 writing's on the wall in washington right they're gonna sell and, and, and that's going to sell for around seven billion, is my guess, just because of that market and, and where that is. You know, we could talk. It's a better market than Denver, right? Just it, it, it oh, is. Yeah. Um, so that's going to go for like around seven. So you can figure that Chicago is going to go around that same price too. Yeah, it'll go for more, but it probably won't go for much more seven because they half, never sell. Yeah, seven, yeah. seven and a half, eight, yeah, somewhere in that yeah, range. Some yeah. of that, some of that yep. range. So, whoever's going to put that kind of money into it, we've seen with these owners when they come in, they put that kind of money. No matter what, even if they do it ass backwards, they're going to inject some sort of excitement into the situation. Look at Carolina with Tepper. Look at you're going to see. I mean, I'm surprised Hackett's still there today. Uh, um, kind of deal. Oh, he's probably going to get the boot in the next few day, few weeks if 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 not sooner, but yeah. So, um, but having that foundational piece at quarterback for it, new owners is key, right? Incredible. I mean, incredible. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, that's, that's circling it back to fields. Like, I mean, I truly do think that, uh, you know, he's in that upper echelon now from a fantasy perspective, he's got right. to start winning some actual football games, but I don't know that, you know, the fans of Chicago really want that. Cause they want that top 10 pick for not next this year. year. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you got to um, you got to have like some hope for them. And I think Fields does provide that hope. Um, and so I had and I mean, you let me know how you 
you have your tiers and rankings. And I just kind of, I mean, I, I was, I might've forgotten one. I was just kind of do, doing this off the cuff, but uh, you know, I, I feel like Mahomes has cemented himself back in that tier one with Josh Allen now at this point. And I mean, he might may have even surpassed him um, once again, but I, I would say they're same tier um, at the top. And then the bigger tier tier two, I would say Herbert, uh, Lamar, Burrow, and Hertz. And Hertz is a mm-hmm. surprise too, right? And and that's like leading into what I think Fields could become. It reminds me a lot of like last year, Jalen Hertz, right? And so, I exactly. mean, and I think that a lot of people are future casting that upon Fields. And that's why his value really to me is kind of now in that third tier, which I have as Fields, Kyler, and uh, Watson. So what are your thoughts on, on yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I, um, <clears throat> I agree with that. I don't, I don't have Allen and, and Mahomes necessarily too far separate, really. Um, you know, Allen, Mahomes, Jackson, Herbert, those four guys there, that's who I want to build my franchise around. That's who I want to build my dynasty team around uh, one or one or two of those guys, you know, that next year then, yeah. Hurtsboro, um, you know, yeah, probably Watson too, and he's still only 27. Um, so I, th- I think Fields is going to fit right in there too, because you know, um, Kyler, I just don't know about at this point. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, it's nice to see signs of life there, um, and maybe we'll see some progression from here. I almost want to just say, like, let's just view this as his rookie year, and then let's yeah. see what happens next year. Um, so I think he's still up there, but he may not quite be in that tier, right? And then Trey Lance, obviously, question marks, and then we just have guys getting old fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you have, you know, the, the young underperformers. So, so yeah, he, he almost by default has to be up there. Like he's solidified for me. He's got to be top eight. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to say top seven, fine. The uh, top eight for sure. I think there's eight solid guys that you would feel great as your QB one in any, any super flex league, any format that you have. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, I agree with what you said about Lawrence. I, I was higher on him than most going into this year because I felt like yeah. he could have a resurgence. Uh, and, you know, he did initially and it yeah. kind of tapered off. And But I just think that's growing pains of, like you said, it's you really yeah. got to look at it as it's his first year in a true NFL system. Um, he's starting to get some weapons. I like the Ridley trade because I think that gives yeah. him it's a true, true number one. Yeah, and it's low risk. If you really think about what they're being paid, wide receivers oh, are being yeah. paid. I mean, they they were the ones that broke the market with the Kirk deal, but they have <laughs> one more year of Ridley at a reasonable rookie contract cost, and then they'll you know have option to either franchise or, or extend him. Sure. So I, I mean, I agree. Lawrence is probably, you know, I just don't think his value is well there. Like people don't want Lawrence as bad as yeah, they want yeah, these right. other guys, right. but I like yeah. him still. I, I personally, I, I'm perfectly yes. content having him as my qb2 i just don't think i want him as my qb1 okay on a team. yeah that's a so, fair way to say it yeah i agree yeah. i agree so if you're going that elite qb route like and you, you have one of these other guys and then have him t lodge your second I, I think that that's good i mean you know for me i you know i am along with ruben i try to get the two top quarterbacks you know and build from there i mean we were in the uh junk dynasty junkies listener yeah. league two startup and i i made the trade with you and rocky to jump up to uh 102 
Um, and, you know, I gave you guys a lot of depth to, to I think it was like second, third and fifth round yes. pick. And then it was the 102 and then later round picks. But uh, I, I grabbed Mahomes and Herbert right there. And, you know, so far that's done pretty well. And Herbert's kind of had a down year. So, you know, well, if they're all, and- all clicking, it would be unstoppable team. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because you look at it and let's look at our two teams. We were both at the top early in the season and now you guys still remain up there. I think you're third. Uh, We've started dropping down because we had some injuries. And so even you guys have had some injuries too, but having those two elite quarterbacks, you're still up at the top and you know, we don't have those elite quarterbacks. So we're falling down. So that's really the biggest difference there two elite quarterbacks can carry your team or they can at least always give you a shot. Yeah. So that's, that's why generally I do prefer that strategy too. But since Rocky's the anti QB, <laughs> uh, I thought it was uh, a good opportunity for me to try to learn from that. Do something different. Too. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And do something different. Exactly. And yeah, now injuries have just unfortunately uh, gotten us and we had some opportunities to trade for some, some guys like CMC and, uh, you know, it'd be great to have them, but again, then we don't have those quarterbacks then. So how do we compete with you once it comes to the playoffs? You know, how do we compete with you to get that championship? Right. And so I'm glad we didn't pull the trigger on those. Um, so we can kind of look towards next year, but yeah, it's, it just proves, uh, you know, time and time again, having, having one is one thing, but having two elite quarterbacks, I mean, it just gives you so much flexibility on how to build out the rest of that yeah, I mean, really, I I had my wide receivers. Like, I was after the draft, I was like, "What did I do? Like, this is a mess." But then I was able to pick up guys. Like, I think I have DeAndre Carter, who's done really well because of the injuries, and you know, I, I just stacked all over the place. Like, I, yes. I have I have like Fortson and Noah Gray at tight end because I have Mahomes. Right? I I have yep. Mike Williams. I have DeAndre Carter. I have Josh Palmer. Like, I'm just I I just did like all the like ancillary or you know not not a top two piece for the teams but like you know either the third or lower option on the team and you know that that has kind of worked out well it kept me a you know afloat well that's always been my point is that you can't just find an elite quarterback on waivers not not in any league can you do that you know and no matter how how shallow um and so you know, you're talking about a 14 team league here. It's hard enough to find guys, but yet you're able to find a few pieces that can help you, even if it's just a couple weeks, but that's okay. You'll take those points and then you'll find yeah. something else. Right. And you just, you can't do that with quarterback. And so that's, that's where my original strategy comes from. with super flexes. Just give me two studs and then I'll figure everything else out. I'll figure it out. I can always buy a running back. I can figure out tight end. I'll find some receivers, you know, like, but you just, you just can't pluck a quarterback, you know? Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. And, you know, I mean, that kind of leads into, you know, I know, I I believe that you're an MFL guy as your preferred platform, um, as as are Ruben and I. Um, But I know that, uh, you know, Ruben can't talk to him much because he, I think he's not in any safe leagues any longer. But I know that you did a lot of safe leagues drafts. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how I grew my, uh, my team number is I found safe leagues. Um, Actually, it was after the they bought because the first dynasty league I have and still have is like a old school one QB defense kickers like that oh, kind. Yeah. And so oh, I yeah. found I found throwback dynasty leagues, which were yes. the similar type. And I picked up, I think, one or two of those orphans as my because uh, they weren't doing startups 
um, cause they were hurting for money. And then, then, uh, I think Ryan and, uh, Scott both came in and they bought throwback. And then that's how yes. I got found safe leagues. And I did a handful of startups, especially during, I mean, I did more than a handful during the COVID year. It was like, we were basically me and four buddies. We were, or three of three buddies, four of us total. We were jumping from draft to draft. It was a lot of fun. Kept your mind off of the yeah, craziness awesome. of the world. But uh, so like, I, I would say you said 46 teams, mm-hmm. how many are in safe leagues versus other listener leagues or whatnot that you are in? Yeah, I have uh, seven uh, seven of those are safe leagues. Um, a couple of those are best ball because yeah. the best the best ball, I got into that a little bit just from the standpoint of when you have this many leagues to manage, uh, you know, I, I get the whole thing. Well, studying lineups is part of the strategy. Yes, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm, I'm horrible at setting lineups. So if I could find a thing where I could do all the things I'm decent at, uh, and I don't have to do lineups, that's right down my alley. So, yeah, I'm in a few of those best ball. Now, the difference with Safe League's best ball is that there are no transactions once that first game kicks off. So okay. throughout the year, there's no trades. There's not even waivers, nothing. So it's actually a little bit of a different strategy, right? Because you got to yeah. start thinking about getting out of guys before, you know, they may tail off this year and they're, done. you know, like Zeke is a great example of that. Like if you have Zeke on one of those rosters, you better have sold for whatever you could get before the season, right? Because he, he may not last. Um, and then you have to be a little bit proactive too. And so the fun part of that is sometimes in rookie drafts the following year is like some guy who came out of nowhere and it's just an absolute beast, right? He had a great yeah. year. Now all of a sudden he's available in your rookie draft. So where does he fit in with those rookies and stuff? So that's that's a whole other topic, but I think that's kind of fun. It just It's a little bit different. I like to have some variation. When you have 46 leagues, if we're all the same, I think that's going to be pretty Oh, good. yeah. Um, so yeah, so seven total are safe leagues. And then I have a whole just mix of anything and everything you can imagine. Um, I've got some listener leagues. I've got some all industry leagues where it's just, you know, all the names you would know from the Ryan McDowell's and the Scott Connors of the world and John Hogue and, uh, J Mike and all those, all those guys. Um, I've got some leagues that are, you know, more home leagues type of thing where it's like, Hey, this guy, dynasty would you like to join late yeah i'd love to take their money yeah let's see (laughs) great um you know and then i've got some old school one quarterback leagues just like you were saying with the throwback leagues and now this year my new thing was um getting into some c2c leagues okay and just deeper debbie leagues because it's the natural progression right yeah you went from redraft to keeper keeper to dynasty and now dynasty to to debbie so that we can figure out the value of some of this uh upcoming classes and get those names the sooner you can get into those um you know i think it's just going to help with with valuing rookie picks and things like that looking at strategy too for going forward you know is this yeah. next class strong at this position that i could trade these and whatever so yeah ruben and yeah, i are in a demi league together but our first co-owned yes. team we've already decided that we're going to do a c2c league we're just we were waiting awesome. and hoping that uh you know, because I think you do the college side on fan tracks or what is it? Correct. It's, yeah. So, yes. so it's like I was hoping that eventually like either MFL or Sleeper will get their stuff together so that you it can would do be college. Nice. Yeah. Because, nice. I mean, we're really largely MFL. I mean, all my dynasty leagues are MFL. I don't have a single okay. league um, okay. in, in another platform. But Ruben got into safe leagues. And I'm like, even if they if safe leagues went 
or sorry, not safe league sleeper. sleeper. If sleeper yeah. um, was able to do C to C both sides, that, that would be, be worth, worth it. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, we're, we're Antrax is awful. Um, <laughs> the one, the one decision we made this year was that uh, actually our commissioner left. And then, so I helped transition league, but basically what we did is I said, I suggested we just do best ball on the college side because yeah. <laughs> trying to set lineups or figure out, you know, the third string tight end that plays at, you know, 9 PM central time because they're playing in Hawaii this week or something. I mean, I just, it was not happening. So uh, having best ball on there um, actually totally screwed me because my team's top heavy. Uh, but from, uh, you know, just at least from uh, ease of managing, manage all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. logistically, it, it, it worked out great. So it does have the best ball option, which is nice. And then, yeah, all those players just, you know, they'll just uh, convert over to my MFL side. When, right. When yeah, no, I mean, that's later. it's definitely something of interest. I, uh, uh, Ruben and I are both supporters of the Debbie Marketplace. Um, uh, you know, over with uh, Shane and Kane and uh, uh, Nelly. So we, we support those guys and I like what they're doing. They're in a lot of them. And I think we'll probably eventually get into one of their listener C to C leagues, but uh, held off for this year. I, I kind of cut back, you know, cause like you, I got up to where I was, you know, 35, 36 leagues. And last year I just, I mean, it just wasn't, as much fun for me doing that many. Cause I, my, my favorite thing is trades. Like we do right. trades every right. week. And I found that I just could not focus on that many teams and trades that I wanted to do. Cause trading's hard enough in and of itself and right. trying to be as active or the most active in all of those leagues was impossible. So uh, yeah, it's been, I cut down to 17 and uh, I, I'm okay. in a much, much better spot. And that's a good and number. I, yeah. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I never want to be, I don't think, over 20 again, at least uh, not for a while. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, I mean, I I like am enjoying it again, and I'm tracking every team. We, That's huge. Ruben That's and huge. I have, uh, we've kind of shared notes and talked about it on here. We track, like, a lot of stuff through MFL is, like, your all-play record, your efficiency mm-hmm. on setting your lineups, which, you know, I mean, that could be frustrating at times. And I spend extra time then on – those teams that my efficiency drops down and okay. I, you know one of the resources that i just started using which i recommend to all our listeners is four for four they're really good with their rankings oh, yeah. um and i did i hadn't used them until they were part of a package deal with like dlf and uh fantasy life so i yes. did that i did yes. that this year so but uh but yeah, so we uh, we kind of talked through platforms. Are are you in any sleeper leagues? I, I imagine you are, right? Some of the, yeah, yeah. The- unfortunately, uh, you know, I I will say this. I mean, it's well, you get what you pay for. It's free, you know. Um, is it is it better than ESPN uh, and Yahoo and all that? Yeah, it is. It is, and they they have a great customer support team, and they do great with feedback. So when we come on as a community and we say, hey, we want this implemented or we want that implemented, they have they have done it. And, and every yeah. year it gets better. Um, I mean, at this point, I don't have much of a choice. I mean, yeah. in one case, you know, my home league, we got the first year on MFL. Essentially, there were like no trades because people didn't know how to use it. You know, there's the app. People aren't, you know. I'm on my computer all the time. I have my laptop, right? Yep, so MFL is great for me. Um, but if you're just on your phone, then yeah, Sleeper is different. And Sleeper doesn't work 
from your desktop, by the way. So right. good luck with that. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, you can't do everything you'd want to. I mean, no, I can do, I use no. it on my desktop, but it's not as efficient as the phone. No, I, I completely stopped using it on my desktop. It's just a waste of time. So yeah, but as far as from an app standpoint and all that, it definitely blows away, you know, ESPN and Yahoo. So yeah. just having a little bit more control, keeping everything in one place. Because the one thing, if there's one thing that I hate, especially about being in as many leagues as I'm in, is all the freaking like chat plat like group me and boxer and notion and discord <laughs> yeah. and all i just i cannot i cannot and i will not keep up because i just refuse i just honestly it's i mean i have thousands and thousands of mess if you if you think about all the leagues i'm in and yeah. chat messages and all the you know and then all the chats that i'm in and then all the other things you know i mean it's just you know i, I had to turn off all the notifications on just doesn't it's always nice to see you pop in the dnc chat for a while and yeah i just rarely can get in there anymore because it's on a it's on a an app that i deleted off my phone frankly um i just couldn't i literally had 12 1300 new messages every day i mean there's just (laughs) no possible way i could even want to look at it well i mean i i hear you man i left the dnc and uh Dicey Trades HQ for like two and a half months, just because it was <laughs> it just like it was quiet time for you. <laughs> it was it was it was it was kind of nice. It was I needed to do it. It was kind of like it, I just needed to get away because I mean I have all my leagues on Group Me and the sleeper stuff, um, but yeah, it, there's so much going on in there. And then I even though I'm back, I'm trying to not be so attached to it, just because I don't need to be 100 percent in there all the time. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Now um, that kind of leads into the other part I wanted to uh, talk to you about is like, how do you manage your portfolio? Like what resources do you use? Like what are your, uh, do you have set numbers? Are you a little bit more fluid with your percentages? Um, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain on that because I think people would be interested in it. Yeah. um, As kind of a general philosophy, I mean, there's a couple of things, um, you know, so I, minimizing platforms was the biggest thing. So, I mean, it's, it's all MFL and sleeper now. So at least it's two. And I know two seems like, well, it's still two platforms. Well, I mean, it was like six. I mean, there was like Flea Flicker and Yahoo and ESPN and Fantrax and all, you know, I mean, so there were just, uh, there was another one too. Uh, F- FFPC had a whole bunch of stuff on FFPC. That's where a lot of the high stakes leagues were. Um, you know, $1,000 buy-ins that I used to do with, with all the XM radio hosts and all that stuff. And, um, you know, that was, I could be a little more reckless before I had kids. I felt like, so I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's fair to, fair to yeah. do these days, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, getting down, narrowing down the platforms, just mainly to that I'm on, um, you know, C2C on the fan track side is best ball. So I don't really have to do anything. All of our communications in the main league anyway. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, and then I use, uh, multiple tools i actually spend quite a bit in uh, what i call resources right because these things are what's going to help me uh, gain advantages or uh, create efficiency so that i can spend more time on things um so of course i have my dlf subscription that's going to be great for like the trade finder things like that um i i spend money on patreon supporting you know the the people that that I want to support. There's some that I don't even go into the chat necessarily or use the tools or anything. It's just more of supporting good people that I know that 
uh, I want to support. But then there's also a lot of good stuff that I get from that. Sometimes if I'm, I'm juggling certain things or I have questions, that's when I'll pop in DNC and yep. I'll be like, well, yep. I know, I know uh, one of these guys, one, one of you two at least will be in there, you know, or, or Scott or, uh, you know, Justin or somebody, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll get an answer on something pretty quickly. So I definitely utilize that. Um, and then as far as like efficiency and managing some of the stuff, fantasy pros, um, you know, I think everybody knows fantasypros.com. They have the, it's called my playbook. Okay. And I can plug in rosters there. So setting lineups is a job pretty much yeah. a full-time yeah. job for four months. Um, but with my playbook, I can plug in my teams that I'm not contending. So if I have a rebuilding roster that essentially I just want to make sure I'm setting my best lineup every week, you know, following along with the integrity of the league, I put it on uh, just on it's it's automatically done with my playbook yeah. through Fantasy Pro. So they just they set the lineup for me every week. If somebody's out, you know, it automatically adjusts. It's on autopilot. I don't worry about it. And that way I don't spend time on, you know, if I'm, if I'm rebuilding a team, what do I care if, if I'm choosing between my wide receiver three, four? I don't spend any time on that. So um, that's that's a nice tool that I use. And then I use, um, you know, Dynasty Planet is one that Love a that good one. resource to figure out my shares and figure out where I'm at with, uh, you know, different positions and specifically players to figure out how many shares I have. And I pretty much at this point have a 25% cap on any elite players. So, you know, just, um, you know, name, name anybody, Brees Hall. You know, I have a 25% cap. I will not have more than 25% share on Brees Hall. So if I go trade somewhere for him, I'm going to trade another share away. Um, you know, and it could be plus or minus one. Any guys that are non-elite players that didn't cost anything, if I'm picking up off waivers or if they were a fourth-round pick, something like that. Davis Mills is an example I give. I, I had, you know, like uh, 23 shares of Davis Mills uh, his rookie <laughs> year that I took mostly in the fourth round. And then I turned that into, you know, Barkley in one league and, um, you know, a handful of other trades that I that I turned that into. And so I don't mind having guys like that because it didn't cost me anything. Right. So if he's yeah. a bust, I drop him, whatever. Yeah, uh, but 25% is my cap there. And now just pulling up Dynasty Planet, just for the heck of it, um, I see that I actually have only one player currently over 25% across all my rosters. So that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty balanced. It doesn't mean there are guys that I'm too low on that I need to add more shares, but it just may not be the time that's, right now. The elite guys are just in, guys in general. That's actually just across my whole portfolio. That oh, there's man. nobody over 20. Now, this, this may not be 100% accurate, websites like this are just pulling the data from your rosters so yeah. there could be a few discrepancies i, I like that there, but, I, I use the shares yeah. deal but then i also use their um player um um player info, st player status yeah. to see if they're owned That's in certain right. yep. leagues and i also mm -hmm. like looking at the shares when um because they do a really good job of updating the outs guys that are out and on yes. ir and stuff or whatever um when the inactives come in so, cause I usually set my lineups like on Tuesdays and then Thursdays mm -hmm. again. And Me then too. before the games, I can just go, literally I can go through Danny, instead of trying to figure out who's out and who's not, I'll go through Dynasty Planet and look for the red, the red uh, marker, make yes. sure there's no, granted, I, 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 my struggle is the afternoon games, they're afternoon games for me, uh, the one o'clock right. games. Like I'll forget, and like I left Zeke in in a couple of leagues because I forgot to take him out, and I didn't go back through Dynasty Planet because we were busy. Gotcha. You know, family yeah, was right. here and everything. So 
kind of that kind of stuff. So that's, you know, it happens, but whatever. It's not like I'm not, I'm trying, but I've thought about the fantasy pros. Um, that's a paid service, that part, right? Um, it is. If, if, yes. If, but I know that. there was, um, I know like Shane Manila had an issue with it earlier this year in one league that I'm in. He had it on, but it didn't, I think it had to do with because of taxi or IR or something like that. There was so, a player. There, there he, are definitely so, variables. Some, some yeah. glitches, but you're always going to have glitches and everything. So if you kind of know and you can manage around that, that, that it's, it is what it is. There's no perfect platform. There's no perfect, um, you know, tool. If there was, this would be too like really easy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it is what I mean, even for well, Shane Scott and I talked about like, what if we took, you know, this from Dynasty Planet, this from Fantasy Pros, and this from here, and this from there, and let's just put it all in one, and, you know, what would that take, and what would that cost? Unfortunately, none of us are uh, programmers, so uh, we would need to hire some people to make all that happen, but we did consider it at one point, considering how many leagues combined that we're all in. And, yeah, um, I think, you know, just pull up my fantasy, my Dynasty Planet, my highest own is almost 60% of uh, Tanner Hudson. So okay, I mean, yeah, and see that's that's zero. okay because he didn't cost you anything, right? No, so yeah. if nothing happens, a, no problem. No, it was a mass waiver addition. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, my highest owned, I guess you would call elite, is Ayuk and Watson at twenty one point six. Okay, percent. So be happy with yeah. Watson here in a, in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, low? yeah, I did. I, I went. I bought a lot during. During after all, I had zero Watson going into um, his problems, so I bought okay. or all of okay. it during his problems. I might have, I, I, I could have had one share going into his problems. Other than that, I mean, even when his last little um, blurb came out a couple weeks ago, I had one guy post it in the chat. He's like, "Best thing I ever did was sell Watson," and I'm like, "You don't realize that doesn't mean shit. That thing <laughs> kind of deal, sweet. I'm glad I bought him." Exactly. <laughs> Because I think I bought him for super. I got to go back and look at what I bought him for. I, I I'm sure you're going to have a, a nice game. home league. So, yeah. yeah. So I'll be set up here with pretty soon with uh, um, in that league. It'll be Lamar and Watson. Nice. So that'd be nice. Two yeah. two elite guys. We've talked about that while That's you right. stepped away, okay. and and that kind of leads into like trades for the playoffs, right? And and you were uh, one of the things that you were talking about in one of the chats, Scott, and we wanted to bring up with you is like yeah. what you're seeing as far as the market price today just seems to be high, higher than expected, especially with like the value of those 23 firsts going into the year. Um, but just kind of what have you seen in, in a lot of your leagues as you're trying to gear up uh, on those contenders for the playoffs? Yeah, I've been, um, I guess, frustrated, for lack of a better term. Um, just the fact that we have so many players right now that, like, you can't get a first for them when you're trying to sell them, but then you can't buy them for a first. Oh, so yes. it's like, how, is, how does that make sense? But I'm finding that in so many leagues, like a guy like Derrick Henry that I have almost zero shares of, um, I feel like he's at the, the age and production and usage that his value should – his value is certainly past peak, right? Like we yeah. know his value is on the decline. At this He's point. a perfect example. If I am a non-contending team, like, well, first of all, he wouldn't be on my team at this point. Okay. But that's just me. So we have to assume that there are some teams that maybe thought mm -hmm. they would be and they aren't, or they had bad luck or whatever. Right. So right. why would you not take a 23 first for him, especially from a team who maybe right now is in the middle. So yeah, I guess maybe it could be the 112, but 
more than likely, if you have a middle team, Derrick Henry's probably not going to put you over the top. So I felt like offering a 23 first, I almost felt sick, like making the offer. And then just to be declined, it's like, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. You're declining that? Because I can't, I have one share that I'm trying to sell and I cannot get a, I got, my offer essentially was Najee Harris straight up for him. And I was just like, I don't, I, that doesn't really help. It doesn't help me get no. a better pick. It doesn't help me. But I, anyway, I tried to buy him. There's a lot of players like that right now, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, I tried to buy him for the for the run right now. Uh, I I, uh, I offered Swift in a second, and this team is like they're wow. four and five, but they're really low in points. I'm four, I was four and five going into the week, but I was second in points. I just have bad luck with it. I've won sure. two out of three sure. le- years in this league. I'm like my other court running back is CMC, so I'm like I don't really trust Swift. I also have Miles Sanders. I can't sell him. Nobody's going to buy him. Right. Kind of deal. So I'm like, I'll go buy this guy for, for him. I'll go buy Henry. At least this guy gets like four years, like younger. And this team's not a good team. And oh, he's like, nah, I'm going to need, God, what did he say he was going to need? For- That's a slam dunk. There's no reason. You shouldn't even have to add on to that. If right. I have Henry and you offer me Swift, I'm. It's I'm a free guy. second. Yeah. So it's a free second. No. So he told me, I want at least a first round pick and Swift. <laughs> He's like, I will take Henry all day. I'm like, dude, you're dude, you're Swift not even competing. more passes this year than Henry has in his entire life. I mean, it yeah, just doesn't I'm even. Like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I am not giving you a first and Swift. You're lucky. I'm offering you a second and Swift. Like, come on, let's get. Yeah, like, it's home wild. league. It's home league. Home yeah. league stuff. You're like, uh, I'm like, you should be selling into, your older right? guys, but I'm not going to sell super cheap. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's funny you picked out Henry because in in my first league sts and it's a home league and the guy has adams and uh so Devonte adams and derrick henry on the same team and he's his team is second to last i i think it's in potential points and he just needs him off his team and like we were talking for weeks back and forth on on offers and like just his price i'm like i'm not giving you that like and i even had some similar deals with Najee included in it with some you know draft picks like i think i have the 201 uh, projected for next year plus the 24 first which will probably be mid and you know i'm like man this guy's just his value and but I think and that's kind true. of the redraft mindset, right? Yeah. Who doesn't want Derrick Henry on right. their squad for the stretch it's run? Just, and in home leagues, I think it's the worst, right? Yeah. The home leagues are the worst. Like, go back to the same one. I offered a guy uh, a first, a sec, a first and a second, uh, Swift and uh, Miles Sanders for ETN and Tyreek Hill. But this, I mean, yeah, it's probably not close. But I thought it was better than like he's not. Tyreek's not going to probably go up in value. And so he came back. Yeah. He's like, I want um, two firsts and two seconds for for Tyreek. And one of the firsts is probably going to be 102, 103. I'm like, I'm not giving you two firsts for Tyreek Hill and two seconds. No. Kennedy, I'd give you a first, one first for Tyreek. I, I was trying sure. to get to two, two for That's why I was offering Swift. But it, it is the value of the marketplace. is like you can't buy a guy. You can't sell guys for the, the that pick. And then you can't go buy them for the same pick that you're trying to right. sell them. It's super annoying. So annoying. It's like, and you got like, I got a league where I got, jo- I have one share of Josh Jacobs, right? And he's been just crushing. Damn. Can't get rid of him. Like I probably could if I gave him away, but I'm not giving him away for a second. Like I got to get something else. He's worth a first. 
but will I go pay first for him? He's mm, like that's 24 like, still, I think. I know. He is. And he's going to be on a new team next year. Him and Derek Carr are going to be on a new team next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like, well, like you saw, if you, I don't know if you got, I know this is kind of outside of what we we're talking about, but if you saw the press conference from yesterday with Derek Carr, the dude was crying. Like, he's just like, I think he realizes he's not going to be there next year because why would they keep him around? Like, I don't even know if the head coach is going to be there. I, I think I think McDaniel's really thought he was getting Rodgers, like the Rodgers Adams package, and like wasn't <laughs> about it, and then and then he didn't. So yeah, yeah, that probably yeah. is has some merit to it. And I think that they even had a deal kind of in place, but they didn't want to send Waller and or yeah. something like that. I was like, yeah. well, I think that was part this of it. such a I, dynasty move right yeah, there. Like, I'm, no, I'm not going to trade it because like, I'm not sending this this tight end that yeah. I can freaking replace with this backup who does just as good. And yeah. is, no. Literally. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyways. No, that's... no I, yes. I mean, I think that it has been tar- harder to trade for those win now. Like, the, I would say the upper echelon win now, the aged guys that are putting up a lot of points that, you know, I mean, like, I would put Cup before his injury. He was hard to buy for a decent price. Diggs, you know, some of those older receivers, Adams. Like, I just can't seem to get, like, any fair deals. But it doesn't make any sense because you go to some of these teams. Like, I went – I have a Josh Allen team, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go get Diggs. And I offered him – I think I offered him two firsts. And the guy's not competing. Nope. It's a home league again. Home league. I fucking hate home leagues. Yeah. I kind (laughs) of want mine to fold. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm the commissioner, so how the hell is that going to happen? But they, oh, geez. They, they also uh, they also supply the money for the rest of the leagues too. They do well in there. True, true. I just but, got uh, an alert that the Cardinals cut Eno Benjamin. I was like, yeah, what? That's a, that's yeah, weird. yeah. I was like, he actually was doing well. Wow. Your main running back is made of glass, and then you're going <laughs> to cut this guy. Huh. <laughs> and I see our friend Chris Lasky just said in, in the DNC, was he beating Kyler at Call of Duty? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Like, seriously, wow. what the hell is going on? Yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe he was, I don't so, know. I forget. A... I think it was on America's game this past week that came out on Saturday. Scott even mentioned the Cardinals, like, how they might just run out Daryl Williams because they're out of it like the last couple well, of weeks we, just to take the beating. <laughs> and well, it was and they were talking about him and like Justin Jackson in Detroit. Yes, I mean, that's exactly. some things I took from that that podcast. That I'm like, I need to go look at all those guys. Yep. No, and get, right. like start snatching some of those dudes up that might still be out there, you know, RB3s, RB4s on teams. Cause that's where we can make hay, right? We might, you know, they don't cost us anything, but if we can plug yes. them in. I mean, let's be you know, honest. How many championships the last couple of years had guys like Rashad Penny who went off? And uh, yep. you know, like I remember a few years ago, I traded for Derrick Henry and traded away Kenyon Drake when he was with the Cardinals. And had I kept Kenyon Drake, I would have won the championship. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, right. More breaking was... news. <clears throat> Zach Ertz out for the season. Oh, yeah. Gosh, so, he was actually a couple of my contenders. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. So, uh, well, I'm I'm waiting for the cup announcement. They said it wasn't it were it was not worst case scenario, but uh, I mean, what well, are they going to have to play? That Ertz wasn't serious either. So. Right? Yeah. yeah. What, no, they what don't. Is, no, neither of those teams have anything to play for. They're they're not they're not going to make it anywhere. So, um, 
It, yeah, like so now it's going to be interesting. These couple of these injuries, you're getting further into the NFL season where teams are going to start kind of giving up, right? And start, you know, yeah. the guys that go on IR are just going to stay on IR, aren't going to come back. I mean, uh, like so, so that that kind of you know where they've seen these the, the four to six week injury now is basically a season ender now. So um, so that might change some things too. Maybe maybe the thing starts to widen up for open up for trading in, in leagues because they're losing other players. Um, guys are losing other players and market prices kind of stabilize a little bit. Um, uh, you know, trade deadlines for some people are coming up. Uh, most of the, my leagues do not have trade deadlines. I do not run a, a, a concentration or not a, a communist co- community here. Um, so it's a dictatorship and I'm the dictator. It's a little <laughs> bit different, um, but we open up our trades all year round kind of deal. So do you see, so are you trying to overpay for some of these guys, Scott? Or are you, or are you just saying, I'm not going to overpay. I'm just not, so, you can have this dying asset. I, I think we have to maybe look at the bigger picture of like, why is this happening? And to me, when we look back, I think this is, this is kind of what we talked about a little bit in the chat too. And um, you know, I've talked about on junkies is I just think that we had so many teams that were like building for the 23 class. So we had teams coming in that were just already shed of their assets, right? They, they already were to the point where they don't have any of these guys that we're trying to trade for. Um, so there's less teams to compete for those playoff spots. And I think you're going to have more guys like me where instead of saying, oh, I don't want to be stuck in the middle. Like, let me just shed these assets and, and try for a higher pick. But instead this year I'm going, hey, there's only eight teams competing for six spots here. I might as well make a run. I mean, what am I going to do? End up with the 105? Okay, well, why don't I just try to make some money here? Right. Um, and yep. so with, with that philosophy, now I think you have a little bit more competition with teams paying for those assets. And I think you have teams that are better than the traditional teams you're buying those assets from. So if they feel like even if a guy like Henry, they feel like, well, he's still going to have a good year next year and I can compete next year, then I still want him on my roster unless I can get a premium for him. So even though they should be selling for a 23 first, they're going, well, why? I, I can use them next year and I think I have a shot. So I, I think it's just a, the greater philosophy and, and where we are right now because of the 23 class being so crazily hyped um, that's kind of put us in this position. So, you know, I'm, I haven't made near normally like these last few weeks, I'd be making so many trades. Um, I'd be curious to look back in, in, in the last few years history and see like how many trades I averaged you know, end of October, early November, something like that. But I, I guarantee you, this is my lowest ever. Um, so I, it makes me a seller in some cases because I'm like, well, wait, if they can ask for this, let me let me go try to sell some of these pieces. Then, um, you know, I'll, I'll go take that 23 first for Henry if I can get it. Um, you know, and so I, I'm I'm really being picky on the guys that I'm buying for this last run. You know, if, if I basically just saying listen if i'm in the middle i'm in the middle whatever so let's let's go let's go ride i'm not going to sell off my future assets if i'm not a true contender um if i am a true contender uh you know and i just lost zach Ertz, you know now i'm gonna have to make a decision on, on what i want to do there so maybe i go try and buy a foster moreau you know if, if uh that team isn't competing um but yeah i'm just going to be really picky on buying guys maybe try to look for guys 
I would say this, if you have to pay, you know, 80% for a guy that's going to give you just this year, wouldn't you rather just pay 100% for a guy that could give you beyond this year? You know what I mean? So you're still going to pay a little bit more, but this guy is also going to give you production beyond this year. So I think I think that's where I'm leaning at this point. It's just I'm willing yeah. to pay up now to get somebody not just for this year, but beyond a year, like a year and a half ish, two years, right. maybe kind of deal. Like right. can, like like Hollywood. Hollywood's going to be back in like two weeks. Yes. Do we do? Yes. You know, does people is this a week to go and attack and get him? Kind of deal this next week. Kind of go and try well, to get a few shares of him. And with Ertz out, that's good, right? But then also Kyler's banged up, and then also that team. I don't know if they're. You know, if they're not necessarily playing for anything. So, I mean, it's, and you kind of got to look at it. But Yeah, but they're, the coach isn't going anywhere. The GM isn't going anywhere. And Kyler isn't going anywhere. Um, oh, that's true. That's true. Th- th- those three aren't going anywhere this year. They're going to have you one more they, season. You don't, you don't think Kingsbury could get fired? They just gave him an extension. You think they're yeah. going to eat all that money on an extension? Yeah. And the yeah, GM. they're kind of cheap owners, it, too. If, yeah. if the, if, if. Kingsbury goes, the GM has to go too because they've given that GM like three coaches now. Yeah. That's so that's true. a lot of money to eat. And that's if true. you're not Stan Kroenke or Jerry Jones or Jed York or, you know, Howie, you know, Jeff Lurie, the guys that have right. money from other places, the Bidwells are not, they're cheap. No, they're kind of cheap. Not. So they're, yeah. they're not going to eat because I think, Cliff got has, has an, still like four years left now on this new contract or four or five years left. So that's yeah, a lot of money. Lot Plus of you got to pay another coach Buku bucks and the GM. I don't yeah. see it. That's why I don't see. It's part of the reason I don't, everybody wants to see Sean Payton for the chargers. Right. And um, I don't see that happening because historically Spanos is cheap as shit. Oh like, yeah. Very if you look at, yeah. if you look at all his coaches, over the last few years, they're all first-year head coaches. Legit, all first-year head Staley, Anthony Lennon, Mike McCoy. Um, there was a couple others that might have not been, but over the last few coaches, they've all been first-year coaches, so he can pay them less. So it just kind of sucks for, for, for Herbert. Hopefully it's somebody good. But, yeah, I you know, I agree with you. Like, Hollywood might be somebody I'd be interested. Some guys like that kind of like – I I, I I'd pay a hundred percent for him right now, like probably, but I might be already too high of shares on him. Cause I did go, I went, I moved, I went and did both moves with him when the injury happened. I went and sold him and bought him in leagues. Smart. Yep. But I think that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at, but we're kind of all agree. We'll, we're not going to like overpay, but we'll pay a hundred percent for certain assets. Um, and it kind of, this is going to be an interesting league. So I think we should probably move on to, um, our trade talk here, talk a little bit about trades. Some of these trades are, are trades of mine and trades of Justin's. And, and then I think there's one in here that's a, a trade of both of ours. So, um, and some of them have some, don't look as good this week as they did when we, they happened, but um, it is what it is. So I kind of start, this is a, we just write sleeper because that's my, for my sleeper leagues. And I did this twice. I sold Michael Carter for uh, 23 seconds twice into for 23 second in, in multiple leagues i just needed to shed points i mean just get the points off me because it's potential points i go be gone you know i got a little flack in a couple of those leagues. i'm like dude he's not like he's ever going to be worth a first what are you people talking about get, get lost. um so good riddance this league this is a league that i have been 
buying assets like crazy and going for it because it is um it's just not there's like only a few rosters in there that are are good like kind of like that you know it's probably less than eight even it's probably six that are really kind of going for it so i sold a 23 first and a 23 third for foreman and wilson and it is a point per carry league too oh, nice. so yeah. um oh, yeah I don't think I think I didn't play Foreman this week too, so I need to go jump off a bridge. But um, <laughs> but but this is with Scott A in the chat too. He's he's trying to share yes. points. I'm trying yes. to um to make to make it. So I'm gonna go see if I want to look at this and see if I did start him or not. Um, I did start I did start him, but I was also a league that I started Zeke and ceh so yeah that that the good good thing is the good thing is his quarterbacks were case keenum and mitch trubisky so (laughs) doing doing well there he's uh at 55 points and i'm at 112 and i still have Jalen and um somebody else who else do i got oh and uh terry mclaurin to go so we're in good shape so we're good there. So we'll still w- get a win there. So it actually worked out. Uh, this is a Ted, Ted Lasso is a um, point per carry, two PPR tight ends kind of deal league. Um, I'm kind of right in the middle of the pack, right? So uh, I saw Isaiah Likely for Harrison Bryant in a second. Didn't start Harrison Bryant this week. I know that for a fact. And then I took, I think, that same second and went and got Tyler Boyd yep. for it to get. Yeah. I needed. It was like start 12 okay. kind of deal. So. I just need to, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, give me somebody that's a little bit more stable than likely. I don't know if he, because if Andrews comes back, likely he's not, is pointless. And, you know, so I still worked out pretty well. Uh, game of inches. This is a 12 team league. Um, I'm atrocious in there, but I have too many points. Um, so I just need to get rid of Mac. I got rid of Mac Jones. Be gone. I don't want you. You're not, you're not an elite asset. I don't need that quarterback there. So let's get rid of him. Uh, draft day the sequel this team is another team that i am going for it and i've i literally bought i bought josh allen like two weeks ago in that league i gave up a first and two uh for josh allen um i had Brees hall so this league i had the 101 and the 102 last year the draft starts monday the 8 a.m the day of the nfl draft so Thursday morning, Thursday morning, <laughs> eight hour clock. So you have to make your one-on-one pick before oh, I, I was like, Oh, I'm taking Malik Willis. I, and this is two QB too. So two, I'm taking okay. Malik Willis and Brees Hall. I'm going to take, I'm going to make it early. So I'm going to put one Oh three, the pressure on one Oh three to make their, yeah. but then one Oh three knew what they were. It's like, we didn't put pressure on to like one of like, we, we went fast the first, cause we knew, cause we knew what we were doing, man. We were going to get these guys and they were going to be good. <laughs> yeah. That worked. I mean, at least I got Brees Hall out of it kind of deal. Yeah. But, so I ended up sending, you know, Malik Willis, Brees Hall and Mike Williams for Saquon, Kenyon Drake and Deandre Cotter, which I played Saquon and Carter this week. So that worked out really well. Doing yeah. well there too. Uh Corona League. This is a league. It's an auction league. So uh and I'm not doing well there. So uh Palmer, get the hell off my roster and give me some auction more auction money. I don't care if it's a third. Give me the auction money so I can own it. Central yeah. Valley. This is a home league. This is a league that I am back-to-back champion in. I'm eight and one, about to be nine and one already. I gave up um, Brandon Cooks in a tw- in a, in a mid, not mid, but like a later 21, like Very 107, trend. 108. 
for uh, Travis Etienne with Jim Dickey, who's in um, DNC and yeah, he's a yeah. co-owner with Je- with Justin in a league too. So good, good trade worked out yeah. well. And I think it'll be, I, I had CMC as my other running back in there. So I needed some more help in there. Um, and I've got two more first. I got the potential 101 and the 112 still potentially. So it works out well. Nice. Hyperflex. This is a trade that uh, yeah, this is a league I co-own. I co-own with Scott Connor, and it was with with Justin. Uh, we gave up Matt Corral, Javante, and a twenty-four first. No, I no, gave other that. way. Sorry. You gave yeah, that. Yeah, yes, I you gave. gave. I was like, wait, no, we got that side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a two QB league as well. Two QB, two tight end. Two, yep, two point per two. carry, and we are not competing at all. We're not even close to it. So we gave up uh, Malik Willis, Khalil Herbert, Aaron Jones, and Isaiah Pacheco to Justin. And Justin gave us Matt Corral, Javante Williams, and a 24 first. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that for both so, sides. Yeah, and I needed really – well. it, was, it was like I have Najee. I drafted Najee and Javante like as my second and third round picks. And obviously Javante got hurt. Najee's been disappointing. Yeah. But I have, jo- I have Josh Allen. And I'm like, okay, okay. I, I need, I needed running back bodies. Yes. Um, you know, so like, I, got like I did. Yeah. Um, it was good for know. us. Get the points off our roster, right? Get the yeah. points off our that's, roster so we can secure that's exactly that. exactly how trades are supposed to work. Yeah. And I have, I have Ryan Tannehill and that week that I made the deal, like I wasn't sure if he was going to play or not. Oh, so okay. I was like, so I'll get Willis. Yeah, yeah. I'll get Willis to start in my second QB. Yeah. It was, I mean, uh, Scott, got that and he's like texting me he's like hey should we take it do you want to take this he's like i think we should take it and i was busy like and i like i saw you like, like yeah I'm, sure whatever i'm like i'm like he's like i'm just gonna take it and i like like when he said it, yes do it i'm like yeah take it kind of deal i saw it but i just didn't have yeah it was it was no day. negotiation that was no, my, no. i mean you, I, I of us, good there offer. really isn't yeah. there isn't a lot of negotiation with our groups yeah. uh then this one i was really happy Makes with this sense. next one this next one so the guy, like, he's like, it's time to, uh, I'm going to sell. He's like, I'm selling um, Keenan Allen, Eckler, and Herbert. And I and I just posted, I'm like, somebody must really hate the Chargers. And, <laughs> and But I had to go check, make sure it wasn't Khalil Herbert. But the funny thing is he has Khalil right. Herbert. He had Khalil Herbert and Justin Herbert. So I said, someone <laughs> must hate the Chargers. He goes, they're cursed. He's like, yeah, they're cursed. I'm like, okay. I'm sitting at the 102 right now. I'm like, hmm, I've got two other firsts. And so I'm like, I'm going to sh- take a shot. Just see how bad he hates this guy. And I sent Zach. So I sent Zach Wilson and my two late firsts for Justin wow. Herbert. And he snapped, accepted that shit. And I was like, maybe I could have got away with one, but I don't care. This like, I still got to keep, window. I still got to keep the early for the 102. Yeah, the yeah. I still have the 102 I mean, sitting in my pocket. Maybe it'll end Herbert's up 103 now. Up. Those yeah. rib injuries, they're still they but he looked they way hurt. better. His yesterday. line is hurt. All of his pass catchers are hurt. Literally everyone around him, including himself, is hurt. Like this is the time. He, all he has is Eckler. He literally all he has Great is job. Austin Eckler. Great job. That's oh, oh man. I got and I, I watched him yesterday and he looked a lot better yesterday against that Niners D. And that Niners D is good. And yeah, he looked he looked good. He just he, doesn't have help. Yeah, he has yep. zero. I mean, even Everett went out during that game. Like yeah. he was down to like Trey McKitty. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck, poor guy. Yeah. Um, 
This next one is mm, yeah. That's this is mine. That's so so DDL four is a league that uh, Ruben commissions. This is the uh, dreaded fourteen team start thirteen, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I uh, I decided I was like I'm my quarterback situation is not good. I have young guys like Pickett and Willis, and then I had I was the one that drafted you know Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Ben Roethlisberger in the startup <laughs> before last season and. Uh, so I that just was like, well. yeah, I mean, I, but I got fourth last year, but it, I was not going to do anything. So I sold off two starters, CPAT and Boyd, got Mike Williams and Tim Patrick, because at this point I'm trying to shed points. I think I can get down to the 103. Um, the two guys that are in the 101 and the 102 are, um, there's like, they're 500 Shane, points. Shane and, and Way. They've been tanking since the they, start. Been, yeah. yeah, it was Shane <laughs> and Way. So, yeah, I mean. So I, I was like, yeah. all right, I could get the, I could get down to the 103. So let's start shedding some points. And uh, so, I mean, I like that deal for that purpose. But, yeah, no, uh, it's good. It's a good instance. This next one, you'll, you'll notice the trend because on our last podcast, we actually said, this is a buy window for Justin Herbert. We need to go yes. out and send yes. some offers. So I did, uh, um, this is a startup I did right before the season started, uh, where the actual 2023 draft slots were in it first okay. through four, fourth round. So, yep. um, I gave Pickett, which I had bought for the 23 112. Okay. The 23 102. I also have the 101 in that league. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give the 102 and the 106. So essentially three firsts and I got Justin Herbert. So I'm happy with that. It's it's a hyper like scoring bonus league. Um, he's awesome. not he's not uh, doing great this year because of everything we just talked about. So somebody was willing to sell him, and awesome. now I've paired him with. I have the two Justins. I have Justin Herbert and Justin Fields. Nice. So, awesome. and uh, right after that, I then sold because I actually gave the guy the option of Pickett, Wilson, or Fields. And those two first, and he cho- and this is going back to like he chose Pickett. Now he's a Steelers wow. fan, but okay. I gave him the option of all okay. three, and he chose Pickett. So then I sold Wilson because I'm keeping Fields now, and I yep. got uh, um, so I Wilson and Hendo, and I got the 107. So you know, and then Jalen Warren, who oh beautiful, yeah, you know, yeah, that's I'll a good that. uh, pair. Yeah, pairing. we got to get out on Wilson now, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I just think. I'm not seeing it. So yeah. I mean, he's winning games, which yeah. is good for the franchise. He's just not doing it for fantasy. It's kind of like the exact yeah. opposite of Fields, right? Fields yeah. is rushing it for fantasy right. and not winning games, right. and you know Wilson's doing nothing for fantasy and and winning. So yeah, yeah. But uh, but in the STS, these well, I'll I'll go through. I'll skip the one in safe leagues. I'll I'll just comment on it quickly. But the STS is the original, so these last two are going to be uh, one quarterback trades. But safe leagues, okay. I gave Wentz and got Zeke just for a playoff team. Just if he comes back, he's going to get carries. So I figured, why not? And I already had Fields, Lamar, and Murray, so I had uh, three, four quarterbacks. But uh, one quarterback trades. STS, which is my OG league, I gave the uh, when I when my negotiations failed with the Adams and Henry owner, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go pivot, go somewhere else. So I sent the 201 now, the 302 now, a 24 second Ridley and MVS, and I got back Tony Pollard, Amari Cooper, and Penny because I figured I'd just stash him on my IR. So got a couple startable pieces. I wish I would have started Pollard instead of Amari this week. <laughs> Might cost me a win. I don't know, but uh, 
you know, I still have hurts tonight. Um, and then the last one is I one QB league. I, I was the guy that I had, I've won three years in a row in this league. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to retool for the 23 class. I got three firsts. So I traded, like I traded away Chubb. I traded away like, um, Devonte Adams. And I was like, I'm going to retool. And then I started off and I'm like, seven and oh and i'm like holy crap like i'm still winning it's you gotta I, go like, for more yeah i traded one of the late first for eckler like la- a couple weeks ago and then i uh, got this deal done where i gave hunt tolbert and the this guy's first so this was a projected early first but he really wanted it back because it was his own and so i was able to squeeze out uh, Trey Lance in addition to Chubb because I have a Josh, I have Josh Allen. It's one QB, but I figured next year for Add some value. upside, yeah, yeah. upside. Yeah, that's what I did. Oh, so. I love it. Yeah, that's great. But busy, busy couple of weeks. Like I said, we've uh, we've not recorded for I think like thirteen days or something like that. So got some deals done. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun to have deals done. I've got a few out there. I've got one league I'm trying to buy fields in. I offered uh, Kyler and a first for fields in a second kind of deal. Okay. They're not very far apart, the first and second. Yeah. I love like the 112 for the 202, 203. Yeah. Like, nice. Yeah. Sure. So I got, you know, I got some. Um, Zach Wilson, I'd like to. I got some more leagues. I need to shed some points. I, I, my league, my year is not turning out as good as I thought. I had a few. I had. I knew there was like five, six teams that were going to be really, really good, and then I thought I had another seven to eight that were going to be playoff contenders. But it hasn't. It's not looking like they're going to be something that's going to be worth contending with. So I've been trying to shed to get as best as I can. There, but I, I took over like I did a few startups, but I took also took over like five, six orphans that were in just shambles i mean i have one orphan i think we're score. i'm going to score like 11 or 12 points this week and that's not with like tanking it's just like literally that's, that's what i have what i have on the team like i think my best player i don't even have a best player it's just it's bad it's like super bad i, I the team the, and the team like yeah right now i have 19.6 points for the week and uh <laughs> that's impressive <laughs> who do i have left to play tonight i've got that's Somebody that's like that's a way level score. No, I have no that's, actually that's don't really even have anybody left to play. He has left to play. <laughs> he has he has uh, left to play. So but yeah, I don't even have a, a good player on my team at all. I think my best player is Noah Noah Brown and Mac Hollins. Kind of deal. I just took I mean, it over. You just this never team, know going into a season, man. You, just, you, do, you don't. And I took that team over because and the owner had like literally just destroyed that team like two weeks before he left, just completely demolished it. And I was like, why didn't you guys revert it back to have a so what semblance but yeah anyways yeah. yeah i'm like whatever i'm not paying maybe i won't even come back who cares at least i worked it to get you guys a 101 for that kind of deal but uh we've come towards the end of our of our show it's been a, a little over an hour now um and we always come to what we have the most fun with which is the coast to coast roast so um i can't remember we put a couple of um here on here was just some reactions to trades here but i think um what i what i had was was the other day is um just some guys just blowing up the chat about the trades and how they said it was oh this is a bad trade blah 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 but just just shut up just take the trade and be gone 
kind of deal. It is what it is, dude. You're just pissed off that you didn't get a trade done. And it just kind of, that was like, I, I, you know, I've been, um, things like if we don't put it down, I should have put more detail on what it was. So I can't remember what it was again. Do you remember what one of these was Justin? I think yeah. we talked about it. No, I mean, it was in the chat and I, I made a note and I'm like, Oh, that's gotta be one of our roasts. But, uh, you know, we've kind of had different levels of this that we've talked about in some of our roasts, but it's like, none of these are good to do right. None of I, you know, I put the, the three levels of your reaction, really what you should try and do if you can keep a cool head and, uh, you know, keep a trade partner. Cause these are, these are ways either you blow up the group chat with how bad a trade it was, or you personally attack them on DM about like how stupid they are, or you just don't send anything. And that almost is worst of all to me is like the radio silence. But I think the one you had, the guy like just said how far your values were off or something like you know it was yeah. more of the uh personal attack on dm yeah like it, was, it was yeah it was it was a little bit and you know i've kind of used to like kind of go back and fight these people and i'll make one comment back now and they just keep going and now i just send the thumbs up emoji like <laughs> you got it dude all right kind of deal so yeah I read something. I read something on whether Twitter article or somewhere that uh, the thumbs up emoji is like now like one of the worst things you can send this generation, yes. right? Yes. It's like yes. the passive, passive aggressive. Uh, you know, like yep. that's kind of how I take it. This is basically <laughs> me flipping you off without flipping yeah. you off. Yes, because yeah. So I just got an offer in one of my sleeper leagues that I told you earlier. I have six firsts in it, and I'm gonna really jump on this one. This is a great one. <laughs> uh, send Foster all my sleeper ones I joined are two PPR for tight ends so Foster Moreau and Keontae Ingram because Eno you know, just got cut right for uh, and I get the likes of Noah Brown and Russell Gage yeah <laughs> yeah some people and decline be gone it's just it's 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 so fitting that this is the topic uh, today because I, I just actually had this happen and I was talking about it yesterday with a group of my friends and like I don't know I it's it's a league where I was trying to trade Derrick Henry and it's I had Najee was the basically my best offer and so I just started throwing out offers to everyone just blind offers like let me just see if I can I stir up anything else here to kind of compete with this before I pull the trigger or don't pull the trigger and and I, you know, I just sent out a bunch of trades and this guy like messages me, are you serious with that offer? I think this can't be real. Look, look, are you serious? You know, and he's just going on and on. And I'm like, dude, like, I just, I, I just didn't even respond. But first of all, like how, how bad is your life that you're offended by a fantasy football trade? offer? Like, really? That's, it was that, it was that offensive. I wish I could, I'm trying to find the trade, but it was a sleeper league and I can't figure out how to do it. I can't find, I have a hard time going back um, finding those trades. But I, I mean, listen, I send it over the course of a year with as many leagues as I'm in, I send and receive, I, it's gotta be, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of offers, right? Do I always send the best offers? Probably not. Do I Why send would you the send offers? the best? Probably not. But, but listen, there, it's like if you're that offended, like you know. So ultimately, I didn't end up doing the trade with the this this Derrick Henry for Najee Harris trade, and I and I told the guy, I said, you know what, I just don't know if I'm long for this league because literally, I tried making offers and people were they were like freaking out, like so offended by trade offers, and it's like I don't even want to be in a league like that. 
it, no. it just it's so yeah. pointless like just yeah. calm down guys. decline and move on with your life yep no i it's... completely agree with you like i i've gotten to i go i will send and they they will reject and i'll hit i'll just type in counter with a question mark now just to kind of see and that's kind of where this started like i asked for a counter and the guy just kind of went like freaking ballistic on the the response and i'm like okay sweet dude you don't need to um you know, oh, well, yeah. I, I will leave you with this. This is this is a final example. Looking back now to February of 2021. Okay, so we're coming up on two years, and this is why you don't blow up a league and leave over a trade. I traded away Eno Benjamin and the 110. What turned out to be the 110 because I got screwed. Ended up third, so it could have been really been the 112, but whatever. It came out to at this is this is February, so we already knew it was the 110. Uh, and Eno Benjamin for Sam Darnold, Miles Gaskin, and OBJ. Okay, <laughs> let's look back and think how awful that trade was. I don't know who the 110 ended up being, could have been like Jalen Waddle, right? Yeah. Uh, that certainly could have been right. And this guy who like, oh, I don't, this is why I don't make trades and oh, I'm going to post a message. And we, this was a safe league. So he was trying to get Scott Fish involved and trying to like completely veto the league because I shouldn't be getting all these assets for the one time. I'm like, dude, I can pretty much guarantee you I'm going to lose this trade. Like Sam Darnold. I mean, come on. We don't even know if he's going to be on the jet. Remember he's on the jets at this right. time. Right. right. Miles Gaskin was just like a throw in running back. And then OBJ, I mean, we didn't know what was happening, you know, whether this was pre-injury still, but we didn't know where he was going to end up. I think he was on Cleveland at the time. Like, yep. you know, it was just a total mess. I was basically trying to get some pieces to kind of maneuver around my team as a contender. It was a really great team. And, uh, and, and, this guy blew up, literally blew up the league. Like three people left the league, all this. And now here we look back two years later and, and I'm the one who got swindled. I should have been the one like, he's going, <laughs> this is oh, insane. Yeah. Why would you make this trade? Like what a moron am I, you know? So yeah. hey, we don't know. Don't, Dude, it's just like, yeah, that's why I, you don't veto. That's why you don't complain. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I agree with you. I just, you know, I'll counter, I'll ask for a counter if they have a counter. Cause I think I'm, I'm never like I'm in sales. And when I'm buying something, I'm never going to give you my best offer right off the bat. Why would That's I do right. that? Like, the, like, why am I going to negotiate against myself? That's what people don't understand. That people don't understand. I said that in the, like, um, it was a one a group chat. A guy posted, um, I'll, so I forget who it was. Somebody, I'll take so-and-so for a second or a third. I'm like, why would you, or a third? Why? Like you just cost yourself the second. <laughs> you have literally yeah. just cost yourself the second. He's like, what do you mean? Right. You, go, you just cost yourself a second. Who's going to give you a second when you just said you'll take a third? Exactly. Like, he's like, uh, you're negotiating against yourself. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, my fucking that, God. He's one of those guys that he says 200 bucks or best offer, and he thinks that the best offer would be more than 200 Yes. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I explained this to me one time, and I was like, that literally makes no sense. If you're willing to take the best offer, but you gave the price of 200 why would they give you more than 200? They're like, yeah. because it's their best offer. I'm like, no, no, Has it, no. Has it ever happened? The question is, has it ever happened? Has it ever? <laughs> no chance. No, it does. No. Like the, in the entirety of man, it has never happened. And that's what, like, like I am big. Like if somebody like send me an offer, dude, if you're trying to like, what is this guy worth? Send me the offer because I am not going to negotiate against myself. 
Because sure. it, what if you're going to send, you know, let's, you know, my, Hollywood, we were talking about Hollywood. What if you're going to send me a 23, early 23 first and a second for him? Sweet. I'll take that. Well, yep. well, instead, if I really think he's like, yeah, he's probably just worth like a late 23 first. I'll send that. Then I just, I just lost out on value for like kind of deal. Like if I'm going to go buy and I think the guy is worth the 23 first and a 23 second, I'll probably offer the first only. Because why wouldn't I try to buy something cheaper? I mean, are these the people that like when they go buy a car, the sticker price is thirty thousand? I'm buying it for thirty. I'm not negotiating. This is it. Okay, salesman, here we go. I got one. Like, what are we, Uh, Justin? (laughs) I think you feel the same way because you're in sales too. Oh yeah, just like, like it's part of the game. It's like, well, I mean, I'll say that the reason I enjoy trading so much is because of my sales background. Right. I think that, but I always try to get that win-win and like, like the deal we did in hyperflex, I knew what you guys were doing. I knew what your strategy was for this year. Right. So it's like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at a trade that just came through. Again. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. The, I, but that's, that's the time of year. And that's why I thought it was a good roast for this week because totally. uh, we were just talking about how difficult it is to trade for contending teams this year. But I mean, I just think we're going to see a lot of these over the next week or two is just these yeah. reactions and people being dumb. Just, yeah. just, but Don't that's that. that's probably enough of us going around the bush here. We've gone been gone on for about ninety minutes now. We've taken enough time of Scott's time, and we both all have yeah. Lucky, all three thank you, Scott. So this was awesome. thank you, Scott. Let us know again thank where we so can much. find you, where the people can find you. The, you know, ten people that listen to our podcast. Um, yeah, and so let, let us know where where they can find you. Uh, on Twitter at Scott underscore Sidlow, and of course find me on Dynasty Junkies Thursday nights at 8 30 central we are live and then of course the recordings come out you can search dap network anywhere you you listen to podcasts you will find it there and uh yeah appreciate you guys having me it's one of my favorite things to do man i just love talking football and uh to be able to not do it on a thursday night during football you know i don't know who picked that time slot for us but i sure as hell can promise you well we've talked we've tried to do that time slot and it just doesn't work we spent our three our three hour time zone difference is just a pain in the ass yeah kind of deal (laughs) but we do the best we can with what we got to work with kind of deal so uh for the coast to coast dynasty podcast i am ruben almada at superflex dgen and I am Justin Mercer at C2C Dynasty Merce. And follow the pod at C2C Dynasty Pod. Thanks and have a good one.